Oh, all right, man. The show's just flying by again. Welcome back to the big program. Kevin Carey, Sladislav Schmid, Sports 1440. Just before we get to the Snow Valley Ski Report, text coming in, one 1440 uh, From IMAC, Laddie, guys, do yourself a favor and watch Czech movies all the time. Excellent all around. My favorite laddie is the one where, and you got him, he doesn't know the name, so try to, maybe you've seen this. My favorite is the one where the dads babysit the kids at the mountain cabin. So funny. Step over me about I was just <laughs> thinking about that movie. Okay. Is, my God, that's one of my favorites. Okay, what is it? Step over me about Okay, not Xmas, but the one where the guy steals the airplane or, or steps that. on an airplane, steers something like, I don't know. Cool. But so, I don't know. It's hard to read this iMac. Okay, but but, but he, so he mentioned the movie yeah. with uh, the cabin. He's hey, what's it called? Stebo Mnibavi Svet, I'm oh. pretty sure, yeah. Wow. They're yeah. babysitting. There's a bunch of them, but they're babysitting uh, kids, yeah. <laughs> and ah. the moms, moms are on on their own trip. It's, it's an older movie, too. Oh, there you go. And uh, he continues on about, he says... Uh, Watch Alish Hemsky stick handle. His hands are very really high, cl- really close, close together. It's what we're talking about, yeah. Bedard shot, right? Yeah. Uh, crazy to watch for us stonehanders. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, okay, the hammer. All he says, let's welcome number five in your program and number one in your heart, Laddie Schmid. What okay. a beautiful the hammer be- comes through. Beautiful yeah. message. <laughs> okay, then he goes, it's fairy tale like when the check wins the world juniors. So you played in three world junior championships. Do you, at this time of the year, you, you must think back to those three. There was, uh, yeah. So seven, 17, time. 18, 19, you were? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Where were they all played? Helsinki, Grand Forks, uh, and Vancouver. And Vancouver. Now, Grand Forks, that was the tough, that was the Canadian team that was yeah, pretty we, good. Yeah, we, we got beat only 3-1. Mm-hmm. But, our goalie was standing on his head. Who's the goalie? Mark Schwartz. He was uh, he was the first rounder, but uh, he, I think he played only a few games in the NHL. But he was at that age, he was one of the best. Uh, great experience. All three tournaments were great. But Grand Forks, we won the bronze medal. Uh, we beat the states twice in okay. the tournament, so it was a great experience. So on that Canadian team, <laughs> yeah, it was the best team ever. <laughs> best team ever. Ever. Patrice Bergeron, yeah. Ryan Getzlaff, Jeff Carter, the, uh, Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby, yeah. But also, how about the two other players that might have been there? Ovi and Malkin. I know. There was, I mean, it they, was they, a they, star-studded affair. It was It was unbelievable. Uh, U.S. had guys like two, like Sutter and like... <laughs> Brent Seabrook was on 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 the team. I'm pretty sure Shea Weber, <laughs> Dion Fanoff. They had it was ridiculous. I think Mike Richards. <laughs> yeah, Dion Fanoff, uh, Nigel Dawes, Nigel, Nigel Andrew, Dawes and Corey Perry, Andrew Corey Ladd. Perry. But yeah. you just mentioned the U.S. U.S. too. Um, Ryan Suter. Ryan Suter. Uh, Patrick O'Sullivan was but, here. But, you know. um, Phil Kessel. Phil, <laughs> Phil Desrail. They had a good team too. Like it's. Drew Stafford was a good player. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but again, that was the lockout, right? Yeah. And so all the great players that, you know, there probably would have been how many in the NHL? Oh. Some, yeah. About two for, dozen for, total? Yeah, total, but for Canada, half of the team. Oh, half the team, yeah. <laughs> Holy moly. So which, was that your favorite one, the Grand Forks? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a great team. Guys came together. 
strong, strong. And What know. was different for you playing? Okay, so Vancouver was the other one. What about playing in Helsinki, be, being in Europe? Did, what did you find differently? Um, I, You know what? The Helsinki was di- different for me. I was the youngest guy, like super young, two years you know, before yeah, my early time. So I was a very shy kind of thing, uh, just experiencing. But obviously Canada or or the States, it was the fans, you know. Like especially in Canada, Vancouver, mm-hmm. it's bigger than the NHL around the Christmas. Yeah. It is bigger. Like it's everywhere on TV. Fans are going crazy. Like <laughs> People honestly watch, even even when I was in the NHL, we, we watched. We watch the World Juniors over NHL games. It's really? like, yeah, it's huge. It's a huge tournament because everybody who ever planned it still remembers the feeling. It's like at that age, there is nothing bigger. I think one of the reasons I, and I can't say this because you know, obviously I've never really covered a, a World Junior besides here, you know, never gone to Europe and things like that and covered. But the one thing that you notice is that the players, they play so hard for one mm-hmm. thing. Every shift's like, I always think of Jordan Tutu in Canada, running around, you know, he was going a million miles an hour, not, he <laughs> was hitting guys through the boards, Yeah. Um, but there's still lots of mistakes that get made Yeah. because they're, everyone's 18 years old, ju- yeah. you know. And it's okay. That's what's fun about it, mm-hmm. right? And then you have a top-notch talent to expose those mistakes. <laughs> yeah, it goes both ways. It does. So on that check, uh, Yuri Hoodler, I was just he was on that team uh, in uh, Helsinki. Yeah, in Helsinki. Oh, Yuri. Oh, yeah. He yeah. was, yeah. He was the big dog on that because he came from. Uh, he was already in AHL. He came back for the tournament. Was he in Grand Rapids or something? Yeah, Grand okay. Rapids. Yep. So because he was Detroit. Yeah, he was Detroit. Yeah. Cool. I, I love Yuri. Great guy. Then I got to play with him in uh, Calgary. Oh he yeah, helped, right. yeah. He yeah. helped me a lot. Yeah. So how did the, uh, okay, we talked about the selection camp here, Laddie, and how the Canadians had the camp in Oakville and, or, you know, that we had some local guy, one local guy that didn't make the team. Do you remember how the camp worked when you were in check and how, how many players came together? Or was it, did you release some guys before? How did it work? Yeah, but not too many. It was, okay. what I remember, it was usually, well, Different when my third one, I I was already playing in Portland, Maine, so I got named. I didn't really they they released me or released me. They let me go like two or three days before the tournament, so I didn't experience the whole camp. But the prior two camps, there was they released maybe two, three, four players mm-hmm. before, but the team was pretty much set. I see. So, like, mm. because we we played tournaments throughout the year, and then then you the, the coach usually knew who he, who he was bringing from right. North America. Yeah. Uh, speaking of top notch hockey, the CFCW Critters, our sister or brother station down the road, is playing in Rimby tonight. Okay, I just found out that there is a special guest appearance. They've, you know, they've gone to the well. They've, they've, they've gone to the farm. They've gone. They're going to the farm team to call up one of the top-notch prospects to play tonight. Really? Yeah, that's cool. The Duke is playing for the CFCW Critters tonight in Rimby. 
How it, did this happen? And I didn't know about it. I just found out about it just walking down the hall I didn't here. even know Duke could skate. Oh, no, oh no, Laddie. But no, oh, my no God. ACL, Laddie. No ACL. Okay. Well, that's no. why I'm limited to outings like this uh, for a good cause where <laughs> I'm basically like they're hiring a jester to come play uh, play <laughs> hockey for them. Noah, Connor Halley, kind enough to fill in for me uh, this uh, Thursday night football okay. game. Um, at the Manning location of the Canadian Brew House, I'll uh, swap out him on Monday. Uh, Marty Stevens, uh, Lord Commander of the Critters, uh, <laughs> called me up from the farm, saying they were short of body. Uh, I currently the lineup slotted out. Uh, I'll be playing second line left wing on the right side. Santa Ooh. Claus will be wow. my right winger. So uh, I love it. <laughs> should should be good, a good luck. time. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna need Kevin, it. I'm gonna need it. Kevin's just loving this, eh? Well, Kevin's already went. He went and played the first. I played one game. First yeah. game of the year. Yeah. And how did you do? Any well, points? Ten assists, allegedly. I wasn't on the ice for any of them. <laughs> they just kept writing my name on the score sheet. <laughs> but it was great. What the was main, the score? Oh, I don't know. Twelve or thirteen. The critters always win. It's like the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, okay. You know, but the main thing Less is I want to I want to suit up against them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Main thing is they Challenge. raise money, you know. Oh, okay. uh, so I think 1.3 million in 30 years. That's awesome. That's the best part. Uh, it's going to be an interesting week of skiing. Hopefully, we can get some white stuff going. But here is the Duke with oh. the Snow Valley Ski Report. Sports 1440 Ski Report. Your ski report for Thursday, December 14th, brought to you by Snow Valley Ski Club. Start your skiing journey at snowvalley.ca. Bit of snow in the forecast over the next few days for the mountain areas is welcome news as resorts try to get more terrain open in time for the holiday season. Marmot Basin in Jasper operating with four of seven lifts. High Alpine, namely the Knob Quad Chair, still closed. Lake Louise up to 100 runs open in Sunshine Village, up to 70, but no new snow in the last couple of days. Norquay, 28 runs in operation. Nakiska sitting at 38 runs open. And down in Castle Mountain, the entire resort is open, but on very limited terrain in the High Alpine. Looking over into BC, into the interior, Silver Star operating on 29 runs, with the backside of the mountain still closed. Big White has six lifts and 26 runs open. Sun Peaks and Apex both open, but limited terrain available. Snow Valley has all eight runs open now with other local hills making snow when temperatures permit, looking to expand their run offerings and build up the terrain parks. Snow coverage is thin out there everywhere, so ski and ride with extra caution heading into the holidays. That is your Snow Valley Ski Report. Thank you very much, Duke. Uh, text coming in, 1-833-401-1440 from Andy S. the Carpet Guy. Um, hey, Kevin, I just noticed Zach Hyman has more points than the Leafs' Matthews. Holland's best deal for sure, and some people said 5.5 mil was an overpay, like Kyle Dubas. Uh, thanks, Andy S. the Carpet Guy. I mean, we were talking about, uh, I was in the press box, uh, Ryan Rashaga, he, he sits to the left of me a little bit with Tommy G, and he asked me, about Hyman, he said, Does, is Zach Hyman the best puck protector that you've seen? As far as, you know, when you've got the puck, you're cycling, you're doing whatever. And I said, well, in my, I said he's right up there for the Oilers, okay? For puck the protector? Oilers. What you know, about Leon Dreisaitl? Le- well, here's the difference that I said between Leon and, and Zach is that sometimes Leon, after he's protected the puck and, and shielded the puck away from a defender, will throw the puck out where it possibly is maybe a hope pass. Yeah, but that's what makes him great. If you don't, I, if you don't try okay. those plays, then that's okay. why it, it separates him from the rest. I'm right? getting, I'm, I'm getting what you're laying down. I also said to me, I said Ryan Smith was that's very right. good in a different, different way. But in my mind too, Fernando Pisani. 
Because he did it. Bernie. Yes, Big Bernie, yeah. Your buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I he know. did it differently, like not as flashy, but I always said from the blue line, one rink board advertising in and out on the yeah. blue line. They call it the river. Some people call it whatever. I mean, Fernando, he always won those battles. Yeah. And that's what kept them around in the league so long. Yeah. Plus 14 sure. goals was, in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah he, was, uh, he, was, he was a good player. Yeah. And a so good, gonna, good yeah. guy. I mean, good guy. Working for Montreal now. Hell of a guy. Hell of a guy. Uh, laddie, some guy, uh, this is iMac. I believe this is the name, boys. And he wrote it out in Czech. Come have a look at this. Is this what it is? This is what that movie is? No. No. Oh, it's a different movie? But It's, Laddie had a look at that iMac anyway. Uh, Hyman has 29, Matthews had 32 points now, so it was closest. I mean, whatever. Uh, whatever, but it's like, for for me, Hyman brings a lot, like, lot, lot of different elements to the to the to the table. And I'm not saying like I wouldn't like Matthews right on the team. That's crazy to <laughs> yeah. say, but Zach Hyman at 5.5 million dollars is a really good deal, team friendly deal consider how many points he's been producing mm-hmm. it helps he's playing good, with good players but he does go to the to the dirty areas of the ice he is there around the net all the time he goes to the corners he knows his role he mm-hmm. works his butt off butt off yeah. and i just i i just have a lot of respect and he seems like a re- really great guy so and like he goes again he goes to the blue paint blue paint he's it, always there it it hurts there but he's getting rewarded Connor Brown has to go a little bit more there so Just so a bit kids more. when you see that I know it's not the sexiest position in hockey you're not making a lot of plays mm-hmm. but you're getting rewarded and you're getting rewarded too in your bank account because nobody <laughs> wants to play that nobody wants to play their role but Theo, Theo Fleur you know I, he I was just was gonna the, say the, the money bags are lying yeah. right around. The money the, is lying in the crease. In the crease. There's bags of money yeah, there. You just have to pick it up. Yeah. And guys who are willing to do it, they get rewarded. Go to where that like, is. Like I, I remember like Franz and Detroit, Holmstrom in Detroit. Do you think they were any flashy like they weren't faster than anybody else? No. They were they were just there and they they were so good and so hard to play mm-hmm. against. As a defenseman, it was a nightmare to have them. Ryan Smith was always around net tipping pucks. Got rewarded. <laughs> and like kids these days, they think they have to stick handle through through five people and get a goal and everybody wants to be McDavid and not everybody's got that talent. Yeah. You know, and, and I and I feel like Zach Hyman is like a really good role model for hardworking kids. And like he's got a great talent, obviously. But he also brings that different mm-hmm. hard work ethic that I love that the team needs. Our guest coming up after the break is going to be Brian Engblom. Uh, did you ever meet him over the years? Never. No. Maybe. Uh, oh, you would have probably I know the name. Him. Yeah. I, I know the name. Been doing, yes. you know, yeah. he's been doing uh, color commentary for years and years yeah. and years. And uh, we're looking forward to having him on. That's coming up after the break. And then at the uh, top of the hour, Cal Nichols, former Edmonton Investors Group chairman. That's coming up at uh, 10 o'clock. Plus, we'll have uh, Scott Wheeler to talk about the uh, World Junior Hockey Championship and the Canadian roster. That's coming up at uh, 1020. Uh, when we come back, Brian Engblom, Carrius Schmid, Sports 1440. Stay with us. 
All right, welcome back to the big program. Uh, we're going to check in with uh, Brian Engblom, Tampa Bay Lightning analyst, in uh, just a couple of minutes. Uh, in the break, we were talking about Shohei Otani, and Ladislav Schmid is going, well, he's only making two sheets a year. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Deferring 68 sheets a year, I guess. Uh, huh? I know. That's good for him, though. Like, he wants to win. Yeah. He, wants, he wants the Dodgers to build a team, you know, and have a chance to win so yeah well, and and i think he's not struggling with other endorsements no he's not <laughs> yeah. and, and just in case you didn't hear so it's a 700 million dollar contract 680 will be deferred when the contract's done there there's he has outs on this contract now it's just coming out if there is change in upper management because he likes the dodgers management if there's a change in there's two guys, I believe, baseball in baseball ops. No one's even, they're not the GM or the manager. If they are gone, then he can say, I'm out My if God. he so chooses. Uh, but I, sh- I should have, I should have slotted this in, in my prenup or something like that. <laughs> There's judges. There's someone's gone, yeah. Yeah, someone's gone. Yeah. Uh, should mention up. again that we have our uh, auction item that we're going to be doing Ladislav Schmid, David Schlemko, Eddie Steele, and myself, part of a dinner for six ourselves and then five of your guests plus yourself so it'd be 10 people total at chop steakhouse that's going to be a wild time laddie it'll be at the uh either ellersley or downtown location uh i haven't really i'm still on richie for the bid at 1200 duke yeah rich uh rich at 1200 holds the high bid we're hopefully we can get a lot more before gregor takes us over at two o'clock but uh five course dinner with wine pairings choice of beverages in the private room and we'll do it in the first six months of 2024 uh thanks to germ brad german uh at chop for this yeah we'll see him today at oilers alumni skate and you're not coming don't put well there's lots of pressure you got time you're going to check on saturday I don't know. I'm not saying total no, but... Special guest appearance. Schlemmer was my D partner last two weeks ago. Was he? Yeah. Uh, we were plus seven. Plus seven. Yeah. You can come and beat yeah, that. Just, yeah, so... Uh, anyway, so... <laughs> not going to chirp you guys, but... Yeah. <laughs> you and five of your guests uh, will dine with uh, myself, Eddie Steele, Dave Schlemko, and Ladislav Schmid at Chop Steakhouse, Ellerslie or downtown. Uh, don't, judge, don't judge my appetite, please, okay? <laughs> I eat a lot. Yesterday I went to CAC... With my friends, and okay. I had probably like six or seven dishes. So, but you need the big portions, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, need, I need a big steak. It starts with a big steak. You go to chop, mm-hmm. big steak. <laughs> and I like appetizers too. And Yeah. Well, I, well I'm sure they'll put out a good spread. But well, the good fellow- better. Good, good talking, good fellowship, yeah. good jokes, stories. Good, good, good stories. Uh, time now for our puck report brought to you by Fountain Tire. Right now, during the Road Ready Sales event, you can save up to $225 on select tires and a bonus of $50 off any service until December 16th. Book your appointment now at FountainTire.com. Some restrictions do apply as we welcome in Brian Engblom, Tampa Bay Lightning analyst uh, to the show. Uh, Brian, you're with Kevin Carries and former NHLer Ladislav Schmid. Welcome to Sports 1440. Morning, fellas. How are we doing? Doing great. Uh, Hi, Brian. How are you doing? Uh, we're just talking to, with Laddie. Did, did you did you come across Laddie over your career doing broadcasting and stuff like that? Uh, yeah. Well, definitely covered him for sure, mm-hmm. no doubt. Um, I don't know that we had a lot of interactions over in the in the past, but uh, certainly terrific career, no doubt. Huh. 
Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, well, likewise, we'll, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about your career in a few minutes, Brian, if you don't mind. But just to set up tonight's tilt between Tampa Bay and the Oilers, the two teams basically almost identical records in the win department and loss department, but Tampa's played a few more overtime games. Uh, what do you make of this game, and how would you say Tampa Bay has been playing coming into this contest with the red-hot Oilers? Yeah, kind of going in opposite directions. The Oilers are the hottest team in the league, and they got it going since the coaching change. I mean, you guys know that better than I do because you watch them every game. Um, so they're going up uh, like a rocket, and the Lightning uh, have been fading for sure. Uh, they It's been pretty mediocre um, all the way along, to be honest with you. They haven't – they struggled early in their own zone. Um, they're actually better in their own zone than they than they were but it still seems like when they give up the grade A's, almost all of them go in, go in the net. They've made some adjustments in how they played in their own end. Uh, I think, you know, it's such a copycat league, right? We all say that. And they've tried to do some of the things that Vegas has done so well in their own zone and, uh, you know, oversimplification, but a little bit more zone play and as compared to man on man. And it's been, Messy, maybe is the best word I can use, uh, and sometimes that's being kind. Uh, so it's it's been downright ugly sometimes. So it's better, but still there's that confusion there. And when you have that little bit of uh, one foot going backwards, it affects the rest of your game. Then now lately, uh, their power play, which has been steadily pretty darn good, they're you know they've been one of the top two or three or four all season long as far as percentage goes. I think they still have scored more power play goals than anybody, but they've also played more games. But lately, especially on the road, they can't score. So that has helped them out and won some games for them. Um, a lot, you know, in a lot of cases, but now that it's gone dry, that confidence level five on five offensively hasn't been there. And so they, in key parts of the game where they need a goal five on five or on the power play, it hasn't been there. So they're really struggling, quite frankly, right now. And it'll be interesting tonight because both these teams are highly explosive in the first period. Um, and so, um, and that'll be interesting to watch. Like Kucherov is is on a mission. Mm-hmm. He is as good as he's been year over year, and the, you know the awards that he's won and uh, the hundred point years and everything. He's got nineteen goals. Ten of them are in the first period. I mean, he comes out ready ready to play, and he is magnificent. He's very different than Connor, uh, different style. But, I mean, they both get the job done, and that's the most fun part of this game, right, is watching the star players. So you got Kucherov and Point, who have that dynamic chemistry, and then, of course, Dreisaitl and uh, Connor um, uh, for Edmonton. So that'll make it fun, and at the drop of the puck, the first period should be totally explosive, I would expect. For sure. The the struggles you talked about, the, it was almost like you were talking about early Edmonton Oilers struggles. <laughs> five on five, yeah. power play, okay but it wasn't doing the same job like it was doing last year and the defense again they try to they tr- they try the system like i feel like every year whoever wins or whoever like has the best defense oh let's try their system <laughs> but usually the yeah. teams play that system for a while they have the personal the 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 the, the players to do the system they understand that system 
So like, I'm not a huge fan when teams take, oh, let's change the system completely. Let's, uh, let's try to do Vegas. But the guys are not, you don't have the same players like Vegas has. Like that's in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So like, and, and it takes a while to get, I, I know yeah. people are assuming, hey, they're NHL players. They should adapt the system right away. It's not that simple. The, the game is getting faster and faster. You need to be familiar with that, in my opinion. Yeah. So, so like, you know, it might take some time, but it might, like, don't, don't try to reinvent the wheel. You know, uh, uh, don't fix something that ain't broken. You know, I I, f- I feel I, like that. I, I couldn't agree more. Right? I, I mean, you you nailed it. That is pretty much I, word for word. That's exactly what I've been saying too. I I agree with you absolutely one hundred percent. And Vegas is a great example. You can even say the Boston Bruins. So, yeah. You know, what's Boston Bruin hockey? It's always the same, right? Mm-hmm. And guys come into that culture and they're expected to play a certain way. Vegas has created that in a very short time. And yes, they have the players that can do it. And it's, it's foreign to the Lightning players that, that have been there for a few years. So it's been difficult for the Hedmans and the Sergeyevs. And those are your two best players. Yeah. So if they're making adjustments and they're confused, then you throw in some new faces, it's a mess. And that's just on the defense side, right? Mm-hmm. The forwards, it's no better. So I totally, completely agree with you. Um, the game is so incredibly coached now. And at times, quite frankly, I feel like it's overcoached. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Just, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Guys are just going, where am I supposed to go now? And then if this happens and then that happens, and then, okay, the defensemen turn the puck over in their own zone. They're under pressure because of the speed of the game. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, my first read is to that guy. Okay, he's covered. Then the second one is, which one is the second one again? <laughs> and by now the play is all blown up. And so you've taken so much of the instinct away. Like I, every morning, basically, I go through – and all the games that were played the night before, and I just watch all the goals. And it's every team is the same way. Mm-hmm. And the mistakes defensively in coverage inside the zone, there are guys coming back in the zone, and a lot of times you see all five guys in the picture defensively, and nobody's got anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. there is zero coverage. Everybody's there. It's like roll call. Okay, I'm here. What would you like me to do now? <laughs> right? And then there's a great pass from the corner to somebody who one times it, and everybody looks around and goes, did you have him? No. Did you have him? No. Nobody's got him. And there's a lot of confusion. And puck management, I get, oh, my God, every time I hear that now, it's like I roll my eyes. <laughs> Everything is about puck management. I get it. I understand that. But you know what? Sometimes the best puck management is getting it off the glass and out from time to time. Not every time, but the players, there is so much pressure on the players, especially defensemen, to make a play, stop the play, and then make sure that first pass is correct. You can't do that all the time. I don't care what generation you're talking about. And in today's game, with the swarming and the speed, and the guys are like ants all over you. You're putting way too much stress on these guys. And so then all they think about is the puck, the puck, the puck, the puck, the puck, the puck. And so then coverage just sucks inside the defensive zone. You know, Brian, I wish you could be in studio with us right now because you could see Laddie, the, the two of you are just talking. You're <laughs> we are on the same, we're on the same page. Like, like yeah. th- th- there has been a lot of talk about Paul Coffey coming in and mm. he's encouraging guys, jumping in the play, making plays. Encouraging them making plays. Yep. But when I look at Darnell Nurse or Matthias Egholm, they make the simple plays. 
It's nothing sexy. Like I watched Egg Home like the other day against Carolina. It's very simple, 10 foot passes. If he doesn't have anything, little chip into the neutral zone and live the battle another day. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like spectacular about it. But that's, that's no. like, it, in my opinion, if you don't know this, the defenseman at times, that's a good thing, <laughs> you know? Sometimes it's a, it's a good thing. And, of course, there is players, like, you're going to have Hughes and McCarr that they make mm-hmm. plays, like, you know, they're unbelievable players, like Headman can do it. But but there's times that they, they, they take the backseat too and they just make the simple plays. It's not like when... I, I, I coach and I mm-hmm. talk, talk to the defenseman and I'm like, guys, all you see on the TV are the highlights. Do you think they played 25, 27 minutes in highlights? No. For 25 or 20, 23 minutes, they play the simple game. They pass it to the forwards. They chip it out, whatever. But then when what makes them great is when they see the opportunity, they seize it and they're right there and they expose the... They, they expose the mistakes of the other team. But we only see that on the highlights. Most mm-hmm. of the game is just, just a simple game. Uh, next time, Brian, you're going to have to come in studio because you, you, um, this would, I, would, I would just leave and go over to Bubba Gumption <laughs> too. You guys could just talk about... Well, I wanted, I wanted to ask <laughs> about yeah. Vasilevsky. How has he been? Yeah. Uh, is, is it the team play in front of him that makes it... You know, he's not having the best, best year. He was injured, coming back. The team is not doing as well. Um, yeah. You know how has he been? He, like, he, Letty, I, he's been he's been fine. Uh, he's had a couple of games where he's looked like the old Vasilevsky. He had the one bad game, which the, the whole team was terrible when they got smoked by Dallas. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were awful. You remember those games, right? I oh, do. Yeah. It never goes away in your mind. You can't you can't do anything right by halfway through the game. The Lightning could not do anything right, and neither could Vasi. And Dallas didn't even have to try to score goals. You know, it just gets ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So he had a bad game there. But otherwise, he's played well. I don't know that he's been in that super elite level yet. Mm-hmm. But, hey, you know, when you, you have it, uh, surgery in training camp, it's funny, I watched him in training camp. And I watched him one day in practice, and a couple of goals went in because he competes like hell in practice. That's one of the things that makes him great. And, and er, there, there was about seven goals in a row that went in. And it really got my attention. I started watching him, and then I saw him shake his head, and he's fishing the puck out of his net. And then the next day I hear he's going for surgery. And I went, mm-hmm. ah, it didn't surprise me at all. So they have surpri- So you get surgery in camp. You miss the first 20 games. You know what that's like. I don't care what position yeah. it is. Yeah. Now you're jumping into the blender while everybody's been going for 20 games, and you're trying to catch up. It's no different for him than anybody else. Yeah. He's in fantastic condition. He works he has all the work ethic, all the things that make him a great star, star player. But it's been difficult. And so is he, is he back in the groove where every night you just know he's going to be good? I don't know that he's at that top high quality level yet, but he has been very good. And once I think he's half a notch away from getting there, but only time is going to tell, right? Because it's the day in, day out greatness. One of the things about Vasilevsky that gets overlooked is he always starts on time. He is outstanding early in the game, even in the cup years for the Lightning. At the end of games, I'd say, well, the Lightning won 4-2, to two, but if Vasilevsky hadn't made those three or four saves in the first period, they'd have been down, they'd have been chasing the game, and it would have been different. 
time and time and time again. He did it with great saves when they were kind of brain dead, you know, and did mm-hmm. stupid things and gave up breakaways or two-on-ones or blown coverages and, you know, great scorers all alone in the, in, in, in the slot. And he'd come up with the save all the time, and it'd get overlooked because it was in the first period. So is he back to that level? Maybe not yet, but he'll get there. You know, Brian, we could go on and on. I know you got a lot of prep work. Can we get you on again? I want to talk about your time in Montreal and even going back to when you were in uh, in Wisconsin with Badger Bob Johnson. Can we do that another time? <laughs> if I can remember. That's one hell of a long way back. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I mean, just wonderful, uh, wonderful career, and you're doing a great job broadcasting. Really enjoy uh, listening and watching you, and uh, thanks for coming on uh, this morning. Really appreciate it. Anytime, guys. Great talking to you. Have Thank you, time. Brian. Appreciate it. That's Brian Engblom, Tampa Bay Lightning analyst, and our puck report brought to you by Fountain Tire. Head to FountainTire.com to check out their winter tire lineup and brand offerings. So he was in Montreal, laddie, late 70s. You got Guy Lapointe, Serge Savard, Larry Robinson. That's And then another guy came in later, Rod Langway, who won about what, all the all the Norris trophies. trophies yeah. I mean, that's pretty Rick Chartra was good too back then. I mean, they were and Ken Dryden and go. I mean, they were they were loaded. Yeah, really yeah, loaded. Juggernaut. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, when we come back, it's time for Are you in or are you out? Are you ready for that, Duke? Are you? I am ready, guys. <laughs> I'm gonna jump in. I mean, I'm ready. I'm always ready. I'm always ready. All right, that's coming up right after the break. Uh, Kevin Carey show with Ladislav Schmid on Sports 1440. Stay with us. Thirty three years, Duke. You know, it's only eight years difference. Well, it does say over 25, so it's kind of a blanket yeah. statement. What are you talking about? The, well, they just say there. on the thing, veteran of 25 years. Oh. It's 33 years. Oh, okay. What if someone said, uh, veteran of four NHL seasons to you? What yeah. would you say? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it says it would be a veteran of over four NHL Well, if that seasons. was an in or an out, I'm out. <laughs> Am I uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get to it, Duke. Let's roll that. Why are you standing right now? Because I'm, st- yeah. I'm excited for the in or the out. Is this a boxing match that I get up to? Or like, it's usually between you two guys, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about this. <laughs> are you in or out? We had some great times. We're about to have some more. I know that look. I'm putting together a team. Then I'm in. Just when I thought I was out. Are you in or are you out? On Sports 1440. I'm out. Got a fresh new batch of uh, statements for you guys to weigh in on, uh, starting with a lot of international twists, Mm. uh, of course, with uh, Canada announcing its final World Junior Championship roster, uh, although one spot left empty for uh, maybe a bit of a prayer that uh, Zach Benson may still join the team. But uh, we'll start. Boy, trust. Or, or Poitras, correct. Uh, we'll start in the NHL, though. Uh, marathon shootout last night between the Pittsburgh Penguins and Montreal Canadiens. It went 12 rounds before finally getting ended. Uh, and I'm saying that the NHL should adopt the IIHF's shootout rule that uh, once your first three guys go, you can cycle back to the same players time and time again. Do you want me to go first, Laddie? Yes. Okay, sure. I'm out on this because... We wouldn't have never seen Strutty shoot then. We would have never seen Merrick Malik shoot. <laughs> Merrick Malik. Merrick Malik. We never would have seen is, anything. Is Strutty one for one? He is one for one, I'm I pretty guess. sure. He yeah. always, he, that's what he claimed. Can can somebody yeah. check on that? Well, sure. Please. But again, we would never see all those guys. 
Last I, night, I don't know if you watched the Montreal game or anything. I, I didn't, but I okay. just looked today. Just so the 12 guys. I was more interested in, because I was watching with my wife, and I said, okay, who's coming out next? Because all these guys were, like, terrible. Yeah. Like, Josh Anderson was bad. Was he? Oh, terrible. Well, he's couple, usually down the wing yeah, and, like, power move yeah, into the net. a couple guys on Pittsburgh were bad. So I said, yeah. you know, it's, it was interesting to see. And then finally, you know, Pittsburgh wins it in the 12th round with the guy that was picked up technically on waivers, Jansen Harkins. Good so I'm him. out. So he's, I'm also out. I I honestly don't like it. I think everybody should get the opportunity. I remember playing in Czech, and every time we would go into the shootout, <laughs> I would just take my helmet off, gloves <laughs> off, and I could go to the coach. I'm fu- uh, sorry, I'm done. Okay, I'm not going. <laughs> He's like. What? Uh, like, yeah, I'm not going. Like, no, not a chance. You not uh, embarrassing myself. <laughs> you weren't. You weren't getting the tap like uh, Schlemko with his, his patented well, uh, forehand. Well, Schlemmer was Schlemmer was like very calm. Like Schlemmer yeah. is good, or was good in shootouts. Like he's. I don't think his heartbeat goes over what one twenty. <laughs> so like, that's that's the guy you want to send 60. out there. Sixty is like yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, already uh, moving over to the focus of the uh, the World Juniors and particular Team Canada to start with. Uh, I'm saying that for the second year in a row, a draft-eligible player will lead Team Canada in scoring at the World Juniors. Oh, not very familiar with Team Canada as I don't care for them that much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I'm just joking. Yeah. Um, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I think it's possible. We talk about him, Celebrini, right? Yeah, Macklin Celebrini. Maybe a uh, possible first-line sentiment, so he's going to get every opportunity. And if he's going to get get a good start, he's going to be on the power play in the all-important uh, uh, situation yeah. of the game. So I think he's got a good chance. I agree I'm with in. you. I'm yeah. going to I'm gonna say I'm uh, in for that as well, that it'll be Celebrini last year, Connor Bedard. So, I mean... It's going to be a different team this year. Like, I mean, only one returning player. Is it technically two with Luno? Okay, well. I think right. Like, oh, Beck and because it, it, there was only oh, one, Beck, only I one thought. returning player on the camp roster, but Luno was named to the team. Although I haven't seen it, like he was named to the I, team, but I didn't see anything official that Anaheim was loaning him. I only see the fact that there's one returning player so far. Well, we're going to find out from Scott Wheeler, I guess. Yeah, it? yeah, hundred percent. Uh. Before we move on, uh, and since it is uh, our favorite Czech uh, countryman in the building, uh, I'm saying a country outside the power four nations of Canada, USA, Sweden, and Finland will find themselves with a medal around their neck at the conclusion of the tournament in Sweden. Latvia. No. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. We'll never know. Okay. Well, you go ahead. This is right in your alley, in your wheelhouse. I'm in. Yeah big believer in my country or you know never know slovakia whatever i i i think i think there's there's usually one surprise in the tournament one nobody picked us last year going to the final pushing canada into the overtime yep could have happened guys so big defenseman was good wasn't he yeah he was uh-huh I'm going to agree with you. This is weird. We've agreed three for three so far. This is unbelievable. I know. We're on the same. It must be Christmas. <laughs> it is. Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go, yeah, I, I'm in uh, a fact that, and it could be Czech or Slovakia. <laughs> I don't think it'll be Latvia. I'm just kidding. But they're a great story all the time. All Everyone the time, cheers yeah. for Latvia. 
They, you know, a small country and hockey's so popular. They work there. hard. They work they hard. hard. Uh, we'd love to see it to, for them even to get get to quarterfinals. Yeah. You know, that happens and that, that's a big thing. Now anything can happen in a quarterfinal game. Now you get to the semis. It's like a playoffs, right? right. Anything can happen in the playoffs. So three for three, laddie. Oh, oh. You live four. Down to eight games. <laughs> yeah, coming uh, coming into tonight's game versus the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, Connor McDavid and the Oilers, just eight games left in this calendar year. Uh, Connor McDavid currently trailing Nikita Kucherov by nine, nine points, points in the scoring race. Uh, Kucherov pace in the league at 47. Uh, by the time the calendar rolls over to 2024, Connor McDavid will be leading the NHL in scoring. So we're including the games... After Christmas, right up till yeah. till New Year, yeah. all, all all eight games left. Yeah. Oh, I'm in, I'm in. I think he's going to blast away here. I think too, just by and I haven't checked Tampa Bay schedule. They have the same number of games they remaining. Do? Oh, the I thought here, I thought too maybe, late. Too I, late. I, I too checked that late. too because ah. obviously Tampa <laughs> Edmonton is four games in hand yeah. on Tampa, which yeah. doesn't really matter because they're obviously in different conferences. But I did check in on that, okay. and they yeah eight games remaining. Before wonderful the, work, before the end, by the way. Well. Wonderful work. <laughs> He did, he did his homework. He's on fire. So Deep you're dives. so you're in on this one. I'm in on this one. I'm going to say yeah. Connor McDavid will be leading going into 2024 on New Year's Day. Connor McDavid will be at the top of the NHL scoring lead. I'm going to stretch before this one. I'm out on this oh. one, guys. Unfortunately, and I hope Connor McDavid hears me because I'm tr- trying to challenge him. I hope he's going to listen to this. He's going to get pissed off like he's been pissed off, playing okay. pissed off, and he's going to. Hopefully, but I'm out. Nikita Kucherov. Mm-hmm. I I'm not saying by the end of the year. I th- I think Connor will lead the NHL, but in eight games and the way Kucherov has been producing, I don't think it's going to happen. Don't sit on Nathan McKinnon either. I like. I don't know if people are going to hate me for this. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite player in the NHL. Okay. He is like a tank. Wow, we're on the same page today. Yeah, it's here, just yeah. a Christmas miracle. Beautiful. Yeah. All right, well, let's see if the same page uh, rolls over to our final question. It is Thursdays with Laddie, so we got to steer food. it in the food direction. And since it is the holiday season, Laddie uh, taken off for the homeland for the holidays. Uh, I'm saying sugar cookies. They don't actually taste any good at all, and they're simply just accepted as a holiday mainstay. I am in on this one. I don't like them. They're just, I don't know. They're, they're dry. They're they dr- crumble. Like you, Sometimes you might like maybe dress them up to shape them like a put Christmas the, tree and then put the icing on them, on them or something. But like the taste of the cookie itself is the most bland thing. So when uh, we, we are hoping to do this segment with me when I'm in check, right? Yeah. So I'm going to tell my mom to put all her baking for Christmas cookies. <laughs> oh. She makes like 10 to 15 different okay. kinds. Okay. So I, I'm going to show you what it, what it should look like and not these... Simple sugar cookies <laughs> that crumbles everywhere. It's a mess. I, I'm out too. You're I, out? I, well, I, I'll be honest. This, this I have yet to have a Christmas, like a cookie, anything yet this year. Anything yet? Nothing. Well, me, me either. You, oh, no, you're I, really dedicating yourself to these alumni skates? Yeah. Or what? This body's a temple, <laughs> laddie. Well, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Uh, it is like you yep. look really good. Well, I'll just wait till you see the skate today. I I don't know yeah, if I can. You I, can I, make I, it. I still have to talk to my wife. She she she's hard on me, you know, at times. <laughs> 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 Hopefully, she's listening. She's 
she's bringing the whip out and <laughs> <laughs> oh well what you guys do in your own uh, your own private time laddie with whips is oh now we are taking it to jazz level that's your business it was disciplinary not <laughs> sexual guys come on that, those are not necessarily mutually exclusive <laughs> oh boy uh well, Laddie, have a wonderful uh, Christmas you. season. You're back after, what, in January? You've got three January, weeks. January, yeah, yeah. So you head out Saturday. you got two good weeks in check. Yes. Uh, spend time with the family. Spend some time with the family. You got all the shopping done? My wife got oh. all the shopping done. Because <laughs> Schlemmer was here yesterday. He said he was going to the mall after the show. Yeah. I, I already, we already had our Canadian Christmas on uh, okay. December 2nd. So my wife got all the... Over expensive presents. Mm-hmm. She's happy. Kids got presents. They they still gotta get more presents in check from my family yeah. or and Santa. Santa, uh, yeah, obviously. Uh, but yeah, most of the stuff is Good done. You. You're just what the scheduling? Just schedule. You're well, on top of everything. Let, let let me be clear, guys. <laughs> for for recovering. <laughs> Recovering addict, yeah. it is important to have a good schedule and a routine. <laughs> I stand by it. It yeah. come like whatever I do, there needs to be a routine schedule, so my mind can be at ease. Right. Well, have a wonderful trip, wonderful Thank Christmas uh, as usual. Uh, thanks for coming on today, and we'll see you in the new year. And thanks. we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll figure we'll, out. We'll talk. We'll figure out the the time change yeah. and specs time slot. Yeah, I, I really want it. <laughs> I really want it, Spike. <laughs> I'm going to get it. Well, Merry Christmas to yeah. all, all the listeners. Well, hopefully I'm going to, well, we will make it yeah. happen to you guys too. Perfect. Person. Okay, we'll yeah. talk overseas next week. Thanks, Lad. Beautiful. Thank Appreciate you. it. Uh, just before the top of the hour and Cal Nichols, time now for a sports 1440 update brought to you by Michener Allen Auctioneering. Their next public-timed automotive RV auction is now open for bidding. Go to info at maauctions.com. Here's the Duke.